Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, guys. Welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this October 1st, 2020. It's Thursday. I have something really special I want to go ahead and kick October off with. I'm going to read a story that I wrote two years ago, and I actually released the story on Amazon as a short story last year around Halloween. So this year, I want to go ahead and just read that story and make it free for you guys to check out and listen to during this Halloween season. So I'm going to go ahead and get right into that story. I'm not going to waste too much more time. I'm going to go ahead and start the story now. The name of the story is called The Dream. The Dream. On the morning of October 30th, 2012, Nevea had awakened from a dream of a figure that visits her each night. As Nevea rose from her bed, sweat began to roll down her face. It's hot in here, she said as she moved with exhaustion. Why do I keep having that dream about a monkey? And why is it dressed like a person? Nevea then walks over to the bathroom to remove the sweat from her forehead. And as she looks into the mirror, an image flashes before her eyes. Barung echoed in the bathroom as Nevea stumbled to the floor. Once she hits the floor, Nevea quickly scurries towards the wall. As she looked upon the mirror, a monkey dressed as a warrior stepped onto the floor. Borang, the monkey said as it drew closer. What do you want? Nevea screamed as she closed her eyes tightly. Slowly, the monkey-like creature moved closer until its mouth was close to Nevaeh's ears. And just as he was about to speak, the aroma of bacon and fresh brewed coffee filled the air. Is that bacon in Maxwell House, I smell? Nevaeh said as she relaxed her hands. Yeah, that's bacon. What the hell? Nevaeh slowly opens her eyes and she's no longer in the bathroom. As she slowly rises from the bed, she looks over towards the bathroom, and everything is still in order. What the hell? Was I dreaming? Was that monkey real? Nevaeh says as she observes the bathroom. That had to be a dream, but it felt so real. Nevaeh then gets up and heads into the bathroom and everything looks the same as it did the night before. So damn weird, she says as she turns away from the bathroom. Hey, babe, come get your food if you're awake. Her husband yells from downstairs. I'm awake and I'll be down in a minute. Nevaeh proceeds to brush her teeth, jump in the shower, and then she gets dressed and heads downstairs. 
Good morning, babe, Antoine says as he moves in for a kiss. Good morning to you, kind sir. Nevaeh's smile greets his lips. Babe, what's today's date? Today is the 24th, babe. Nervous and confused, Nevaeh has a momentary thought. In my dream, the clock said October 30th. What the hell? Antoine lowers his cup to see Nevaeh gawking strangely at him. Are you okay, babe? Oh, no. It's nothing. I'm just thinking about this dream I had. What was this dream about? You would think I'm crazy if I told you. Well, won't you give it a try and see? Antoine puts his cup down and moves closer to Nevaeh. Go ahead, babe, tell me. It was October 30th, and I woke up sweating, so I went into the bathroom to wipe my face, and when I looked up, a monkey-looking figure jumped out on me. Once I fell, my back hit the wall, and this thing came from upon the mirror and walked up to me. Antoine, I thought this was a real dream, babe. It felt so real. Then I smelled you making breakfast and everything was back to normal. The monkey's name, Barung. Barung. That was the name it said loudly before I fell. Barung. I wonder what that means. If this dream felt real, then that name could mean something. Antoine reaches across the table and proceeds to look up Barung. Oh my God, babe, take a look at this. Is this what you saw? Once he hands Nevaeh the laptop, the image appears to move and she jumps back from the table. It fucking moved, babe. Babe, it fucking moved. I swear it did. Babe, I don't see anything moving. Babe, I'm not going crazy. I know the thing moved, babe. I believe you. But I didn't see anything. And if it did move, there's only one person I know that can explain this. Antoine gets up and calls their pastor, Pastor Mooney. Hello, Pastor Mooney. This is Antoine. Hello, Antoine. How may I help you, sir? 
Antoine proceeds to tell the pastor about Nevaeh's dream and the behaviors that were exhibited during their conversation. For the next two nights, Antoine is told to observe Nevaeh as she sleeps. Each night, she wakes up in cold sweats, and each night, her behavior becomes more intense. On October 26, Nevaeh goes to see the pastor, and he has troubling news for her. He explains that the mythical creature who visits Nevaeh is her guardian angel. This creature has been a part of Nevaeh's life since she was born, and he has been protecting her all this time. Known as the Spirit King, Barung was attached to Nevaeh to protect her from Rangda, the Demon Queen. In addition, he goes on to ask her if she's ever been to Indonesia, in which Nevaeh admits that she was conceived in Indonesia, but has never visited the country. Therefore, the pastor tells her that the demon queen must have taken to her once she became a heartbeat in her mother's stomach. Now, the only way to get rid of this demon is to accept Barong's invitation to enter the world of the living. Thus, she must keep having the dreams because Barong wants to defeat Rangda and return her back to hell. Once Nevaeh gets an explanation of her dreams, she becomes more relieved and accepts the thought of getting rid of Rangda, but she will have to wait until October 31st which is the devil's night. During this night, evil spirits roam the earth until the night of Halloween. Once Halloween is over, these spirits return to hell. Now prepared, Nevaeh goes to bed early on October 29th, ready to let the battle of good and evil begin. It's October 30th. And Nevaeh has just wakened from a dream. Sweating profusely, she gets up and heads to the bathroom. And once she removes the sweat, Barong introduces himself for the first time. Nevaeh is extremely frightened as Barong moves closer to her. But instead of waking up this time, she is still sitting on the floor as he observes her closely. Why don't I smell breakfast? Why don't I smell breakfast? Barong's here gently brushes against Nevaeh's arm. What do you want? I know who you are. Nevaeh slowly opens her eyes. 
as Barung now stands quietly in front of her. Are you going to say anything? Are you just going to stand there? Nevaeh moves back and forth as she looks him into his eyes, and then a voice speaks loudly. You are in danger. Rangda has assembled her army of the dead, and she will attack tonight. As Nevaeh listens in disbelief, the voice suddenly grows softer. You will have to help me defeat her, or she will wreak havoc on the earth until there's not a single soul left to destroy. Wait a damn minute. You appear from upon the mirror, your lips are not moving, and you're telling me I have to fight a demonic queen? This is a bit much, Barong. There's no need to cower now. You must become a fearless warrior and use all of your valuable strength. Strength that will help us banish this evil back to hell. After the voice goes silent, a lion-like figure steps from upon the mirror. Standing six six inches tall, Barung is next to the demonic-looking queen. The demonic-looking monkey who stood quietly in front of Nevaeh. What the fuck are you? Nevaeh says as she steps back. I am Barung protector of souls and defender of the demonic realm. I help keep evil spirits from entering to, to Earth's realm. However, on this night, the barrier that separates the two will become weaker, thus causing spirits to come leak into the cracks. Rangda and her legion will wait patiently for a way to walk into this world your job will be to lure her into this world where she will be more vulnerable to pain. You expect me to fight a demonic queen who could possibly kill me in a blink of an eye? Wait, wait, no. You want me to act as bait. Barung stands quietly and then addresses Nevaeh once more. 11 p.m. is the precise time for the barrier to weaken. At that time, Rangda will move through the barrier along with two of her generals, and she will become more anxious to look for you. You will wait quietly until she comes here. Once she appears, you will place the necklace on your neck and then say the words... Minsku Paledung Perskara Borung. Then I will come forth and banish her. I understand your heart is not filled with courage, but I feel you have the strength to send her back to hell. 11 p.m. 
We will see if I'm accurate. Barung and his follower slowly steps back into the mirror. As they become a part of the mirror, Barung sends one final message. Munsku Paledang Perkasa Barung Remember this as it will be your guidance. The rest of the day goes by faster than every day of that week. Nevea has related this message to Antoine and they stand ready for a fight. Once the clock strikes 11, a loud thud is heard from on top of the house and they stand in awe as the night sky now resembles a whirlpool. Suddenly, lightning crackles from the center of the circle. Slowly, one lightning bolt after the next creates a picturesque view bright enough to turn night into day. Nevea, we better say those words now, Antoine says nervously. Once he finishes, a bolt strikes the tree next to their house, and Antoine yelps, Say the fucking words! The sky continues to whirl as the lightning becomes more intense. Monsku, Paledung, Perkasa, Burung, Monsku, Paledung, Perkasa, Burung, Monsku, Paledung, Perkasa, Burung, Monsku, Paledung, Perkasa, Burung. Nevea screams loudly into the sky, and suddenly, Barung drops from the sky like a knight ready to battle a dragon. What the fuck? Antoine stares in awe as Barung lands powerfully on the ground. You did as you were told. Now stand still as we wait for Rangda to appear. Regardless of what you see or hear, do not make a move and I will take care of everything. At that moment, the sky slowly turns blue and birds can be heard coming into the background. Stand proudly and do not lose your focus. Barung slowly pulls a long saber from the side of his shiny garment and puts it into the ready position. What? Is that my mom? Nevea moves closer as the image of her mother closes in. Ma? Mama? Mommy? Keep your focus! Barung screams loudly as Nevea comes within inches of being stabbed. Now standing in front of Nevea and Antoine, Barung stands with his saber pointed towards the ghostly figure. You never give up, do you? You don't understand that your power does not match mine. 
and I will suck the soul out of this pathetic human and return her soul to hell. Nevaeh slightly moves around Barong. What the fuck do you want with me? Don't speak to her. She only wants to incite evil and cause mayhem. There's no other reason for her arrival. Therefore, she's attached herself to you long ago to be her guide into the Earth's realm. Barong stands strong as Ranga quickly vanishes out of sight. Suddenly, the blue sky is filled with darkness and gusty winds start blowing fiercely throughout the neighborhood. Nevaeh, do you have the necklace? Barung yells as the wind picks up speed. Yes, I have the necklace. What do you want me to do with it? Barung pulls his saber upward as flashes of light dances close by. When you see the demon queen, aim the necklace towards my saber. Hold up the necklace now, Barung screams as the fire transforms into a face. Once the necklace and the sword meet, the saber starts to illuminate with a fiery blue tip. Steady, steady, steady. Now, move, mirror my movement. Nevea and Barung move partially to the right and then they both move their arms in a crescent shape. The swift movement is enough to decapitate Ranga's head from her body and sends her torso crashing into the house. Holy shit. Antoine yells as Ranga heads fall at his feet. Is that it? Is she dead? Holding on tightly to the necklace, Nevaeh takes a deep breath and lowers her arms. That's it. And she should be gone for another 300 years. 300 years? Wait, so she's not dead? No. The necklace and my saber combined are just enough to banish her back to hell. Okay, well, shoot. 300 years, I'll be dead and gone, so yes, you will be. However, the world will still be here, and she'll be back to try and destroy it. As for me... I will return to the demonic realm and wait until she returns. As for you, you no longer need me or the necklace. Nevaeh hands Barong the necklace and he places it in his coat. So just like that, it's over. Yes, you're free now. Your life is no longer filled with the presence of evil. You can breathe in the presence of a new future. Sengat Lama. And just like that, Barung exits 
just as fast as he appeared. Nevaeh, Nevaeh, Nevaeh. What was I dreaming? You were screaming, babe. I thought something was wrong. What day is this and what time is it? It's Halloween, babe, and the time is 6 p.m. Nevaeh historically, hysterically jumps from the bed. Halloween, 6 p.m.? How long was I asleep? Babe, I believe you were asleep since this morning. I don't really know, but I know you were sleeping for a long time. You were there. You saw him in Ranga. I saw who? And what? Babe, I have not seen anyone. Nevaeh motions away from Antoine and looks out the window. What's going on, babe? Say something. Who are those people? Nobody, babe. They are nobody. Well, we have to pass out candy tonight. Are you going downstairs and help me with it? Yes, I'll be down in a minute. Nevaeh goes into the bathroom and looks at the mirror. She goes back to the window and looks outside and then looks at the tree in front of the house. Nothing seems to be out of the ordinary. I guess I was having a bad dream. Four hours and 59 minutes later. There's still lots of candy left. We didn't get as many trick-or-treaters this year. Nevaeh yells upstairs to Antoine, but Antoine doesn't respond, and Nevaeh proceeds to turn off the porch light and heads towards the steps. Then suddenly, there's a knock. Trick-or-treat! Three voices are heard coming from behind the door. Nevaeh checks the time and she sees shocked that there's three children standing outside, trick-or-treating. We don't have any more candy, Nevaeh says nervously. Our mom is out here with us. We didn't get much candy, so we decided to try one more house. Please... If you have any candy, we will appreciate it. Please? Nevaeh slowly walks to the door and takes a look through the peephole. There standing patiently are three children and a red car is parked with its lights on. Give me a minute. I think I have a little left over. Nevaeh grabs the bowl of candy and slowly opens the door. Then she greets the children with a smile and unlocks the storm door. Here you go, something for each of you. The three children all say thank you, and out of nowhere, 
the car disappears. Standing there with their bags clasped at their sides, the children's heads start to rotate at 360 degrees. What the fuck? Nevaeh tries to run into the house, but the door slams behind her. Suddenly, the three children turn into Rangda, and she stabs Nevaeh in the back of the neck. Stay focused, Rangda says as she twists the knife and decapitates Nevaeh's head. You should have called to your protector. <laughs> Rangda disappears as Nevaeh's torso slides to the ground. The end. The dream. The dream was written by me in 2018 and I released it on Amazon as a book in 2019 during the Halloween season. This has been Relationship Stuff 101's podcast here on this October 1st, 2020. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm your host, Shahir Henderson. If you need to, listen again, share with your friends, and I'll see you guys and ghouls later on. Thank you and peace.